Welcome to Faith City Outreach, where your host, Marina Maria, reaches out to the world to discuss Christian topics and providing biblical solutions, as well as praying for the nations. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The music in this broadcast is provided courtesy of Zapsplat.com. Now, here is your host, Marina Maria. Scripture Zechariah 2.5 over Faith City Outreach, where the Lord says, And I myself will be a wall of fire around it, declares the Lord, and I will be its glory within. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Dr. Francis Miles, who is an international speaker, business consultant, apostle to the nations, and the senior pastor of Love Fest Church International in Tempe, Arizona. He is also an author of Issuing Divine Restraining Orders from the Courts of Heaven. Thank you so much, Dr. Miles, for being on Faith City Outreach to share your latest book, Issuing Divine Restraining Orders from the Courts of Heaven, Restricting and Revoking the Plans of the Enemy. Dr. Miles, before talking about your latest book, I am wondering if you can share your memorable experience when you prayed at the Arizona State Capitol, proclaiming God's word over Arizona and over the Arizona legislative members elected to serve at the Arizona State Capitol. I know you took Apostle uh, Dr. Lydia Gonzalez's uh, place. She is the Arizona State Prayer Caucus Director, and um, she was sad that she could not present um, or be present for the, this historical event. Praise God. Well, it was amazing to be able to, to speak life into our legislators you know, I, I, I'm honored forever by my dear friend, Apostle Lydia Gonzalez, that she felt led of the Lord, that I was the one to take her place. It was an amazing experience, you know, uh, because my our father was in government. You know, uh, he, he, for the most of his life, he was in government in Africa. And so it, it looked, you know, so after he... He died. Uh, one of the things I asked the Lord, I said, "Lord, what are you, what do I, what are you giving me as an inheritance from my father?" And He said to me, "The spirit of governments," and He said to me, "You're going to begin to influence governments." And so this has been happening in, across the world. And then to see it happen in my own state was really something. But it was quite an, a memorable, a memorable experience to stay to pray in that house. Amen. And look how this is connected, or that is connected to your latest book. Yes, exactly. You know, it's 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 very powerful because my latest book is really very governmental. It's about uh, really connecting with the government of heaven from a courtroom perspective to b- to bring change into an atmosphere or to a region or to somebody's life. So it was very 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 interconnected. So I was uh, most grateful to Apostle Lydia Gonzalez for allowing me to have such an opportunity to be able to pray with our legislators. Were you nervous in any way? No, I was not, you know, but, you know, but it was good to be able, it was, it was just, it was just interesting to me that it was happening in my own state, you know, and uh, when I was finished, I was, it was comical to be able to see both Republicans and Democrats just come over to me and tell me, oh my God, the prayer was so powerful. One of the congressmen, women just even asked for, can I take a, can I take a photocopy of the, of, of the prayer? I got to have the copy of the prayer. I need, I need to use that prayer. It's so powerful. So it was very, very, very interesting. 
Yes, I agree. It was powerful. Lydia posted it on Facebook <laughs> and I shared it to my website and I was like, wow, this is something you can hear over and over again. Dr. Miles, when did God touch your heart to write your latest book, issuing divine restraining orders from the courts of heaven, restricting and revoking the plans of the enemy? Wow. Well, you know, to tell the genesis of that revelation was maybe birth in Africa when I was still living as an, as, as I was living in South Africa, working as a healing evangelist. I would do these tent crusades in different areas. And I remember one time I just finished a very powerful crusade and uh, God had moved mightily and I was so happy with myself. I was driving back, I uh, was driving in a borrowed car, by the way, I borrowed it from one of the ladies that used to be connected to my ministry. And um, uh, Ron Kinoli's song at that time, Jesus is Alive, was playing in the, in the car, was feeling amazingly good. Then I got, then I heard this word of the Holy Spirit and I, when I was coming across this light, and the Holy Spirit said to me, when you get to that light, go to the right and use the, use the back road to get to your house. I knew the back road he was, he was referring to, but it would have added another 20 minutes to my travel. And I just, you know, instead of listening, I went through the first light. I did not turn right. I, I did not go very far. By the time I got to the second light, I was hit from behind by a truck, by a truck driver. I'm, I mean, completely smashed the borrowed car that I was in. I was lucky to get that, to, to be alive, and I'll never forget these words. The Holy Spirit said to me, "All you had to do was to make right when I told you to go right." And He said to me, "Never again do you do you go right when I say go left, or and, and and vice versa." And so I did not know that that became the seed for a revelation that would become this book. I had no idea that God was issuing a restraining order on me crossing that light. You know, and so when I violated it immediately, there was a judgment. I, and then later, when 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 God began to bring to me an understanding of how to operate in the courts of heaven, the Lord brought back that story. He said to me, Francis, do you remember when this happened to you? I said, Lord, I remember. I said, Well, that was a restraining order that you violated, and that's why you got attacked immediately. And it behooves you to understand the whole subject of restraining orders. And so that became the the the, the impetus. And before I knew it, I we wrote a book that has become quite an international bestseller. And in your book, I believe you said it, or or maybe I heard you from, no, it was your book, that you said or you mentioned that God will give you an experience before you getting the revelation. Yes. I hope I said that yes. right. Exactly. Okay. You know that most of the time God will give, an ex- will give us an experience so that when he gives us the revelation, there is, there, is, there is a canvas to be able to hold the revelation and understand its dynamics. So for me, that was the experience. And when God began to explain to me how restraining orders work, I said, oh, in divine restraining orders. I'm like, oh, my God, I wonder how many other Christians are like me, you know, who just who have violated restraining orders in the name of us. I just had something. I had some, you know, because Christians have a tendency of calling the Holy Spirit a something when they don't want to obey, you know? And mm-hmm. so, they, but, but the consequences that I followed for many people, at least for me, was very tough because I, uh, when, I, when, uh, when I got out of the car and the police came, we found out that the guy who hit me from behind was what South Africans call a night driver. A night driver is somebody who has no license. So he drives at night. So that's the, 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 the thing. That's the so, only time he drives. It's at just night. at night. Because he, he, yeah, the, the police, there's not too many police okay. driving around. So they call, they're called night drivers. 
which unfortunately for me meant that I, there was no insurance. And so I ended up becoming the insurance to repair my friend's car. It took me six months of, 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 of raising money to, to, to do what an insurance company would have done. And, and I believe God did it because he wanted me to feel the pain of not listening to him when he said to me, go right, and I just went through instead. And so to me, I think this is why to me this book is so powerful on so many levels to me. Dr. Miles, what is the purpose of divine straining uh, orders? Yes. So, you know, uh, we, we, I think maybe to, to further understand them a little bit better is first to first to begin at a, an earthly level. Because I think that many, many of our viewers have at least had the word restraining order within the natural realm of, of law. So in the natural realm, what I found out when I was doing a study and uh, putting the book together, talking to some friends who are attorneys uh, in, in, the, in, uh, in, America, in the U.S., one of, them taught, one of them actually works for a family judge in California, and I, was, I found out that one of the most highly sought-after orders of the court, in America at least, is restraining orders. And the reason is simply this, that a restraining order, once you acquire, once you obtain a restraining order from a judge, the court actually becomes responsible for protecting you. Literally, it's like borrowing the entire energy, the authority of the court for free of charge. It's a powerful order to have. But in the natural realm, most restraining orders are given in order to protect somebody from, uh, from a stalker, from uh, suffering irreparable some financial loss, or from somebody who from somebody who could actually from sexual assault and things like that. Those are natural restraining orders. But in terms of a divine restraining order, a divine restraining order has to do with the, with God wanting to protect people of destiny from suffering irreparable harm because of the attacks of the enemy. And are divine straining, restraining orders permanent or are they temporary? That's very, that's, that's a good one. Well, well in essence, uh, uh, even, in, even in the natural realm, uh, the, uh, what is this? Uh, restraining orders are, are temporary judicial rulings of the court. Because when a restraining order is issued, it's always because the judge is wanting the, the person who got the restraining order to be given enough time to come back to court and get a, get a permanent order that's known as, known as an injunction. So in the realm of the spirit, it's, it, you, you have the same scenario where sometimes God would give a restraining order because he knows that if he doesn't give a restraining order, a child of God could be destroyed before they can really find out why is the enemy attacking me? What do if I open? And so what the restraining order normally does is it gives people the ability to buy time where the enemy cannot touch them. And then during that time, I tell people, now go before God and ask the Holy Spirit, why, why was the enemy even able to attack me the way he did? Mostly people find God, the Holy Spirit is so faithful. He shows people, it's because if you open this door or because of this issue. And usually what happens is when they repent of that issue, then the door is permanently closed and the restraining order becomes a permanent injunction. Wow. Now, in your preface of your book, you mentioned yes. that the Holy Spirit showed that there are many children of God, as you say, who yes. are failing to land or fulfill God, their God-given destiny here on earth because they're in direct violation of a divine restraining orders the Lord imposed upon their life and calling. 
how do they know or do they or maybe they don't know they're yes. in violation i'm not sure can well, you explain you know, this it's very interesting when as i've been teaching this book around the world that's been the aha moment that has been happening to even pastors was saying oh my god now i realize why that happened to me why that happened to our church this oh my god it was a restraining order, and I didn't see it that way. So I bro- I went right through it. You know, as now I know what that is. And so they started repenting now in retrospect because they realized what that was. You know, and uh, so it's been amazing to be able to see people uh, say, you know what, come into a place of repentance and make things right. And in most cases, some people even begin to see breakthroughs or things getting released immediately after they realize, oh my God, the reason I'm being attacked this way is because I broke a restraining order over my life. And the moment they came into a place of repentance breakthrough began to happen as well so can you give us yes uh, some spiritual signs of direct violation of divine restraining orders well you know that you know it, it, i think it may it may vary but but one of the one of the areas you can definitely know that uh, there could be a violation of, of restraining orders is the fact is, is, is the fact that you know when you begin to see unnecessary or perpetual attacks of the enemy on a person of destiny. You know, you know, we are we are, we are all in a spiritual warfare. So from time to time, we're going to encounter the demonic world. But when there's a perpetual attack of the enemy, usually you want to pull back and say, God, you know, is this because there's a restraining order that you put upon my life that I broke that's allowing the enemy to have such a legal footing? Because you see, when there is a restraining order that's been broken. Unless that is fixed or there's repented of, the enemy has every legal right to come and have a field day with that particular person. Like in the case of Samson, you know, Samson was taught by God never to cut his hair. Mm-hmm. But because of his mm-hmm. love for Delilah, he broke that del- restraining order. They gouged out his eyes. I mean, he was in a, you know, I mean, he became a mockery for the people, for, for, the, for, for the Philistines. Children were throwing stones. I mean, it was bad. The Bible says his hair grew back. That means his restraining order was restored. When it was restored, that's when you, the Bible says in his death, he destroyed more Philistines than his entire life put together. So God actually redeemed his life when that restraining order was put back in place. So what does one have to do in order to, um, well, when they know that they're in direct violation of a divine restraining order? Repentance. That's what I love about the, about, about, about the kingdom. The Bible says if we, in, in the first John chapter 1 verse 9, it says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and to for cleanse us you know, to forgive our sins and then cleanse us from every unrighteous act. So that's the thing I love about the, about the kingdom we live in. We are, we, we, are, we, are, we are serving a God of mercy, a heavenly father who loves to forgive. So to me, I tell somebody, you know what? Don't let your pride get in the way. Just repent. And when you do it, God is going to send a refreshing wind and close any doorway to the demonic world so that you can begin to prosper. And isn't that with everything? Dr. Yes, Miles. That's right. Number one, repentance. Come on now. I mean, it is. It is. You know, and uh, it, it is. It's, I tell you, I, I, I tell people that, uh, you know, I feel sorry for people that, you know, that, that are now saying that, you know, you, you know, because of grace, we don't have to repent. I said, that's ridiculous. Repentance is fixes everything. And if you lose that a, a bit to repent, then anything you do becomes permanent and the devil can just have a few day with you thank god that we can simply repent and get it right and get and go back on track i just love that that is so true and you bring up a very important point that we should live um a life of daily repentance mm. because there's things that happen every day exactly that people will do to us or say to us exactly and even just that one little remark and you holding on to 
you know, something. Uh, yeah, exactly. And we we <laughs> should not do that. So it's daily repentance, actually. Yes. I mean, it's allowing the blood. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, th- I love about the blood of Jesus, that it it washes us daily, you know. You know, why deny yourself that, that amazing privilege that the blood gives to us, the ability to be cleansed on a daily basis? In your preface, you also paint a great picture of the kingdom of God when you mentioned the kingdom is not a congregation. It's a real government with the king, country, in parentheses, heaven, military, in parentheses, angels, and citizens. Like all legitimate governments, the kingdom of God has a judicial branch of the government of God. Yes. You know, this is what, what, what my life changed many years ago, a woman of God, when I was listening to one of my, it was a mentor, uh, a spiritual mentor to me, Dr. Miles Monroe. Many people are probably heard of Dr. Miles Monroe, but him and I met in the Bahamas and we just connected. And um, uh, he made a comment one day in his teaching that he said, the problem with Christians is that they look at the Bible as a, as a religious book. That's why they're not getting out of it what you're supposed to be getting out of it. He says the Bible is not a religious book. It's a constitution of a government. It's a constitution of a kingdom. As a matter of fact, Jesus is more probably viewed. Jesus, if we, if we look at Jesus in a proper context, he's not really a preacher. He's a head of state. Okay? That's why he told Pontius Pilate, if my kingdom was of this world, I would call for my angels. But it's of another world. You know? And so the, the essence is this. If God is running if God's kingdom is a government, then how can you have a government without a judicial branch? And that's why operating in the courts of heaven is such an important message for the body of Christ to understand because it deals with the judicial side of the government of the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And I really like that picture because I was trying to understand it. Yes. And when I saw the, when I read the preface, I was like, wow, that is a great picture of the kingdom <laughs> of yes, God. Right. You really made us understand that, or at least me yes. made that understand that. This is Marina Maria from Faith City Outreach with today's special guest, Dr. Francis Miles, who is an international speaker, business consultant, apostle to the nations, and the senior pastor of Love Fest Church International in Tempe, Arizona. We are talking about his latest book, Issuing Divine Restraining Orders from the Courts of Heaven. Dr. Miles, on page 14, you mentioned and gave a great example of the courts of heaven in Daniel 7, 9 through 10. Can you share about this? Yes, I love that. You see, that, that's, that scripture is one of the best descriptions of the court of heaven in the Bible. I mean, there are many, but that's one of the most. I mean, I'm a visual guy. You know, I love that. So Daniel has this encounter with God where God shows him the 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 decorum that God is the the protocol that goes into place in putting the the the, the court of heaven together. He sees thrones are being put in place, and then he says, "Then I saw the ancient of days get seated." You know, and then he talks about a fire coming from this from this from this from this judicial from these thrones. I know, and then he talks about a thousand of angels are in the are in this place. Taking care of what, or taking care of the the deliberations coming from the throne. But what is interesting is the last verse, or the last part of the verse that says, "And the court was seated." So all of these 
great pomp that went ahead was simply to seat the court of heaven. You know, and then the Bible says the court was seated and the books were opened. Very, very interesting that the courtroom, even today, natural courtrooms, the court is never in session until the judge is seated. You can, you can arrive early for court, but it's, it's, it's just a courtroom. But the court, you know, the place doesn't become a court in essence until the judge is seated. So when I saw that, I said, oh, my God, mm-hmm. this is amazing. God yes. is first seated, you know, you know, uh, and then then the then the book is uh, the books are open. It shows us that, you know, one of the things God uses in order to give us breakthrough against the accusations of the enemy in the court of heaven is the books of destiny that have been written about each one of us. You know, I just I mean, that picture of the court of heaven i just i just love it i just i just love it there is also uh something you mentioned in your book and it says there is however also those who are yet in the earth who sit in on thrones yes or seats of government in the spirit realm and then you share the scripture proverbs 28 that tells us of kings who sit on thrones and power authority and influence they wield Yes. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, one of the things that I, in one of the chapters in my book, I talk about how to go from being a plaintiff to becoming a, 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 a judge in the court of heaven. You know, because the Bible says in the, uh, uh, the Bible says in the book of Corinthians, which is Paul saying, don't you know, he says, why are you running to earthly judges? Don't you know that you shall judge angels? So there is a calling on the believer, or a, there's a judicial calling on God's people. If we would allow ourselves to grow in grace and grow in the, in the wisdom of God. Because think about this, if the, if, if the wisdom of God is the is the highest wisdom in creation anybody who has it is in a place is a, is automatically by that wisdom in a better place to bring judgment uh, a righteous judgment than anybody who don't who does not have access to the to the wisdom of God so in the bible we find that people that there is a, actually a story like in the book of Zechariah chapter 3 where we find Joshua a high priest on earth is promoted you know when he, when the story starts is a plain is is in the court because the, the enemy has brought an accusation against him but God delivers him but at the end of the trial God has promoted them to become a judge in the court of heaven so they are actually human beings on earth who have paid the price to become judges in the courts of heaven. That's why whenever they say a word over your life, things begin to happen because it's like a judge. You know, a judge can say a word and that's it. The the judge has spoken. Judges are like kings. Their word has a a lot of weight within within the court system in as much as the king has his word has a lot of weight within the the kingdom. So that's, that's, that's what I was trying to reference there. You just mentioned we need to grow in grace and grow and also in the wisdom of God. Yes. How do we do this? You know, by by, by yielding to the Holy Spirit. That's that's the number one. Yielding to the Holy Ghost and having a passion for the Word of God. Because God's Word is a minefield of wisdom. It is the mind of God uh, uh, communicated to mankind. You know, it's a man for the wisdom of God. So you can get it. So I think that yielding to the Holy Spirit... Hearing to the Holy Spirit, reading the Word of God, and then and then one other, another ways you can grow in grace is you know denying the the passion, denying the dictates of the flesh, refusing to live in the flesh and living in the Spirit. Because if you live in the flesh, you definitely cannot grow in grace.
Dr. Miles, thank you so much for providing the eight steps to activate the prayers on page 142. You share 18 different prayers of activation titles. And um, I want to ask you a question about prayer six. Yes. Divine's restraining order against uh, territorial spirits. Oh, you state that you have to pray this with a company of apostolistic and uh, prophetic leaders yes. over the region. How or have you ever done this here in Arizona well, over I, our region? Well, well, you know what? This is something that I want to be able to work with some guys that we've been talking about it, you know, but I've done this in other nations. You know, actually, we did this in a nation where we actually saw a government that was di- a dictatorial government change within 14 weeks after we as a, a company of apostolic leaders came together and spoke to the nation to, ch- to turn around. And within 14 days, this man that nobody thought would resign, this di- dictator president, within 14 days. It was an international news. It made international news. It was amazing to be able to do that. So, yeah, so so definitely t- when you're dealing with territorial spirits, you definitely need a, 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 a group of other leaders who, are, who have got a vested interest in the region. Mm-hmm. you know, or the territory, you know, to come before God as a prophetic council and say, God, we can have a territorial demon ruling the territory. We are here as a ecclesia, as a church, we, we, but, but, but you come together. You cannot do it by yourself. Right, right. Well, I totally encourage you to do that. Yes. And I know that you would I'll... be the main person to, um, <laughs> and, and that's why, you know, yes. I asked you this question because you know, I've to always wanted and, to and say, Lydia, you know, we need, we need to, we need to organize something like that. That would be nice to be able to do that. You know, so, so you put in something in my spirit that has, that, that, that's really been brewing. So I would love to do that for Arizona where we get, we get a couple of apostolic leaders and make some proclamation of our state. Amen. Does God show you a vision um, about what or about those territorial spirits? Yeah, like, I mean, yes. you know, in in regions or in places. Oh yes, in places. You know, sometimes you feel them. Sometimes God even gives the name, you know, of the territorial spirit that is ruling the region. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I have I have been involved in those type of governmental government. I call I call that governmental level of prayer because you are dealing with with territorial spirits are you know, are governing the region. So you need uh you need to create to create a council of the Lord mm-hmm. in order to be able to bring them down. So that is a, that, that that that's a critical factor. Do you think that each re- region, yes, um, and also let's say cultures, ethnic cultures, have certain territorial spirits yes. that are preventing them from flourishing? Exactly. You know that Jesus talks about the strong man. He says in you. He says, how can you uh, uh, take the goods of a strong man? Now, the goods of a strong man could be the people in in in, in a particular region. Because, you know, the devil is not interested in a car. You know, he will use it to buy your soul, but he doesn't, want, he doesn't care about the car. He doesn't care about the house. What the devil cares about is, is people because people are God's creation. They are God's prized possession. So, in no, so when Jesus is talking about, uh, talking about unless, uh, you, uh, unless uh, uh, you bind the strong man, the strong man there in, the, in, in Mark chapter 3 is referring to is actually a territorial spirit of a particular region. 
You know, he says, if you don't do it, then his goats or whatever is controlling in the region is safe. But if you bind the strong man by bringing by bringing stronger than he, bringing somebody stronger. So the key, so basically, when that's why when 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 we come together as a council of prophets and and pastors and uh, and and, and apostles, and we say we are we are going to contend for a region, we become the stronger than he who is in the region because the Bible says, greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. So when when God's people when God's leaders in a region come together, we definitely be, we can create a council of the Lord that's stronger than the territorial spirit, and then you can begin to see breakthrough begin to happen. Amen. And this is um, what I'm going to say next is, do you have the, your book in different languages? You know, this is the uh, my publisher, Destiny Image, right now. We are working, the first language we are going after, they are working on right now, is Spanish, the Spanish language. Translate the book into Spanish. But I have a vision of this book being in Chinese, in Chinese, because you know the Chinese has got one billion people. I mean, I mean, there are many languages. Portuguese, Brazil, for instance, speaks Portuguese. All over. Yes. All the nations, Doctor Miles. I would love to have these prayers in the different languages. Can you imagine having the Portuguese praying this restraining order prayers in Portuguese and the Hispanic praying that in Spanish? It's going to be just going to be an amazing thing. Exactly. And I also see your, um, you know, just Lord, just touch me that wherever you go, yes. you're going to be uh, friends with leaders in those uh, regions. Come on. And you're just going to um, just encourage them to do this and to just, you know, um, uh, operate in what you just, you know, what your book is. Um, well, it's very interesting that you, you, you say that it's very, very prophetic. We know we just come out of Zambia. It's Zambia is a, is a, is in Central Africa. It's a con- and I was I was speaking on Sunday mm-hmm. on uh, operating in the courts of heaven, issuing divine restraining orders. I was teaching a church. This church has a TV station, so they were able to broadcast it live to the nation. Wow. By the evening, they got a text from the first lady of the country, the wife of the president. She said, "I watched Dr. Mao's on your TV show." And I'm on my knees issuing restraining orders on behalf of our country. So definitely what you have declaring is very, very prophetic. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Hallelujah. Praise God. Dr. Miles, can you Mm. share recent testimonies of people applying the divine restraining orders by using the prayers of activation in your book? Wow. When we talked yes. uh, about three weeks ago, you told me that you were receiving phone calls already. Oh, man. The, 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 we have amazing testimonials. I'll just give you a, a couple that will just blow your mind. They just, I mean, I'm just, I'm just blessed to be able to see what God is doing. Uh, you know, I, as you know, one, one of my, sh- I did a show with my dear friend, Sid Roth, who, was, who runs a show called It's Supernatural. Yes. And uh, boy, they were we were they were bombarded because it, it, i mean it was uh, what there was a guy then this is a guy who said he watched me on it supernatural and on supernatural seed asked me to issue a restraining order on live air and so there was a prayer that i laid the people into and this man said this man said in my home Living in my home has been a living nightmare. It says not because of anything else, because we it's a it's it says we bought a house, but it's been haunted. He said, We my children, I mean, he said everybody gets harassed. You can hear things running in the house, you open there's nothing. He says that we, we're getting choked when we are he said it's been hell, but it's the only house we have. We suffered in the own our own house. He says, but 
after I saw you on Supernatural, I prayed the prayer with you, you know, right on live television. I, be, I took that prayer and began to say it with my family. She said, there is, he said, I'm writing to tell you that last night was the first night since we bought this house, we have slept like babies. He says, all the stuff that was moving in the house stopped because of the, the restraining orders that there was issued. You know, and then there is a, uh, uh, then there is, then there, there is a case of a woman in Germany. A husband, she came home one day, and her husband abandoned her. He just can, you know, didn't want to be married anymore. I mean, and he, they had a daughter together. He, I mean, it was, it was, it took up a case of abandonment. He leaves a note. He says, you know, I, I can do this anymore. And then he leaves her in Germany and goes into another European country. She has no idea where he is. He has, he does not give her no phone number. The daughter is looking for the father. They don't know. She, the mother doesn't know where she, where he is. So she hears me talk about divine restraining orders so she goes and kneels in her home and she says lord i issue a divine restraining order against the demon that is causing my husband not to be the priest the prophet and the king of our house as he should be by god's calling you know and do you know within less than 24 hours he calls her from the European country he had run to. Less than 24 hours. Less than 24 hours. He calls her and he's crying on the other side of the phone. He says, I mean, he's, he's emotional. He tells the wife, I have no idea what happened to me. I had no idea why I abandoned you, why I ran away. He said, if it's okay, if you still have me, I want to come back home and be the priest and the prophet of our family as I should have been. I want to be there. I mean, she says, oh, and I mean, she says, of course. I mean, she's I mean, she's teared up. He flies. I mean, within 48 hours, he's back in the country. By the time, I, uh, by the time, uh, 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 within a, a few days of coming back, they went on a honeymoon. It was their second honeymoon. And she said, Dr. Mouse, he is everything a woman would want in her husband. She's on cloud nine. He says, all because I issued a restraining order against the demon that was keeping them away from home, causing him not to want to be, you know. And, and that happened. Then I have another situation where a woman... Was in, this one is an, an abusive husband. Every time he gets drunk, he'll beat her. Mm. So no, I, no. I, the good, I, the, what I love about this testimony, I didn't, I'm not, the, is, is that the person uh, that, that this woman who was being abused told was a woman who just happened to have had a copy of my book. She said, have you heard about restraining orders? I said, what's that? She said, well, this is their divine restraining orders. Just like you can, you can go to a natural judge and get a restraining order against a stalker or somebody who's being abusive. Do you know we can go to a heavenly father who's also a judge? Really? He said, so they together, there's a prayer on uh, a restraining order against an abusive spouse in here, in my book. And she read that prayer. And she took this woman who was being beaten. I mean, physically beaten every time the husband got drunk. He beat her up physically. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you leave her with a black eye and then we mm -hmm. apologize when he's sober. I am so sorry. I don't know what I did. But then do it again when he gets drunk. She said, I'm tired of it. You know, I, I feel like just... Um, so anyway, they applied the restraining order. So when I met with this, when uh, I finally met with the woman who, who helped a friend get the rest, divine restraining order, it was like four or five months after they, they applied it. She tells me in four and five months, the husband, her, every time he's drunk, 
has never laid his hands again on her. Not once. He, every time he got drunk, she got beat, she got abused physically. He says in four months, he drinks, he gets drunk at least once a week. That's a lot of chances to, 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 to do what he has always done. But in those times, every week, he would get drunk. He would come home, she'd open the door. Before if she opened the door, she was terrified if the fight would begin. He says, this time, he says, it's like he doesn't even see me. He just stumbles in, I open the door, he stumbles in, goes to the couch, and then he says, Lord, Lord, the Lord will tell her, leave him there. He, work, he, works, he, he works up in the morning, when he's sober, he, he, he has no idea how he got into the house, and how he went to sleep. But in those four months, he has never touched her once because of that restraining order. Now, you mentioned, Dr. Miles, in your book yes. that uh, the restraining orders doesn't change the character or the behavior of the person. Yes. But it no, does it, protect you it, it, from it, from what, protect you from the consequences? Is that what you mean? Yes, yes. It, the, it restrain, the restraining order doesn't change the nature of the person. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. But it can restrain their behavior. Okay. So in this case, he was still drinking. Mm -hmm. What was restrained was his beating her. Because that's what they went and restrained. You know, they restrained their abuse. So he, he kept drinking, right. but he couldn't touch her because there was a restraining order in place from, from the courts of heaven. I mean, I mean, stories like that are just abounding. I mean, things that are happening to people, it is just amazing. One woman says here, she works on Wall Street, and she said, hey, I, I, I work at the currency markets. I was just, I don't know what happened. She said, all of a sudden, I went from... Uh, um, making good trades. Every trade, so before I, I, did, I had a stellar record of good trades, I was doing well. She said, all of a sudden, something hit her. She's in the spirit. She said, every trade I made, we lost money. Every trade. She says, I was, is it the mouse? I then found something. Then I heard about the issue of restraining orders. I said, I mean, there must be something. I never was losing money like this. Lord, this money is for the kingdom. Why am I losing kingdom money like this? Bad trades after bad trade after bad trade. And the Lord said, issue a restraining order against a demon that's hiding behind the trade. There's a demon that's been assigned to, to devour your finances. Well, she prayed the prayer. I have, I think, a prayer on, against financial devourers. And she prayed a prayer. And she said, from the time she issued a restraining order, she, she said, after that, all her trades turned. Every trade she made was a successful trade. She just began one after the other was Again, a successful trade, making money for the Lord. I mean, she was, I mean, they are different areas. I've seen, I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, it's just amazing. Dr. Miles, can somebody pray the one of the prayers of activation for another person that's going through it? Or does that yes. person who's actually experiencing that um, situation have to pray it for themselves? No, you can actually pray for somebody. Okay. Like in the case of the woman, she did not know. They prayed with her. But here's the thing. Another thing is, is this, what I love about the restraining orders is because the kingdom of God allows you to intercede on behalf of somebody mm -hmm. else. You can intercede. You can issue a restraining order. You can go in the court of it because some people don't know what to do. Exactly. Just, you know, and then exactly. you begin. To, yeah, that is also happening where people go on behalf Praise of family members Lord. and begin to see. Or in one case, there was a mother who had who had a son who had a who had a who had a girlfriend that was not good for him. I mean, she said. He, 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 I mean. I mean, uh, he was, she was just not good for him. Everybody knew, you know, it was like it was. So the mother went before the court of heaven and issued a restraining order. And he said, one day after he issued a restraining order, that same week, the woman just came in and told, and told the son, you know what? This is not working. I'm leaving. And just left. 
you know and the son got is, is, is after she left the son was the son was like wow I mean, it, I mean, it went back to his normal self, but it was the mother that went before God and said, God, that's not the son you gave me. The way he behaves now, that's not the son he gave me. You know, but he's addicted to this girlfriend. They're not even married, but he won't even do what's right. He says, so he went in the court of heaven and issued a restraining order against that relationship, and the Lord ended it within a week. Wow. Praise the Lord. So there are different the things Lord. you get. Yeah. So I believe you can pray for other people. So when did your book come out? My book came out August of, of 2019. And so far, uh, what has been the response or the reaction to people here in the United States? Oh, it's, it's been amazing. Let me tell you something. Compared uh, to the nations. The, compared to the nations. What yeah. in America is a big deal. Because okay. the reason why it's a big deal in America, because in America, there is such a big understanding of restraining orders. Unfortunately, there's such a breakdown of the family. Uh, when I was talking to one of my friends who works for a family judge in California, she said to me, Dr. Miles, if you want to know how the, how the American family is breaking down, you need to come to the family court. He said, it's, it's, you will see we need revival. He said, because in the family court, she works for this California judge in the family court. He says there's a six-month waiting list. You know what for the, what it's for? For restraining orders. He says, do you know what that means, Dr. Miles? In the family court, it means family members are getting divine restraining orders against each other, and there's a six-month waiting list. That tells you the family is breaking down. Where you, he said, I, I have mothers coming in wanting to have a restraining order against their because they're afraid of their own daughters or their own sons or with daughters saying, I want a restraining order against my dad, a restraining order against my mother, a restraining order against my cousin or against my ex-husband. It is amazing to be able to see that. So anyway, the revelation has been well received because I've been when I was on Jim Baker, my God, we 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 got a huge response. And then when I went on Sid Roth, it just another huge response. So the, in the U.S., it's been a phenomenal response to be able to see uh, for many people they said this has been the missing link to breakthrough and that's what we found they keep saying the book has been a missing link to a breakthrough because it's a tool of the speed we didn't have before and how about in the nations oh boy but I'm telling you in the nations I'm telling you it's so powerful you know, like I told you, the first lady of Zambia saying, I watched it. I was so moved. I'm on my knees. You know, I'm going to be there in April to do a conference. Now they're telling me the president, because of it, wants to attend the conference I'm going to be doing. You know, the president. So I might have the president and the first lady in the audience when I teach right. on restraining orders. Because, you know, Zambia, by the way, is a Christian nation. So the president is open to the gospel. You know, so it's an amazing thing. Wow. So the any two that that they can use to bring healing and deliverance and drive the devil out of the country they want it so in the nations it's been amazing to be able to see um god the people talking about destroying orders delivering them from witchcraft you know uh one woman one woman was very interesting this is this in the nation this is a woman that just faithful to the lord and uh, she is over. Um, she works for a government agency where they monitor the uh, how span the government funds are spent. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, well, uh, she she was called a spoiler in the department because there's so much money coming through the department that the bosses above and even some of our friends were saying, "Listen, we can take some of this money for ourselves, and nobody would even know." But she's kind of she was kind of a Daniel. You know, she was she was not going to be part of the stealing. And so everybody, so her boss hated her because he couldn't steal because of her. 
you know mm-hmm. so one day uh she i don't I, we believe we she believes that they took a laptop she, she came and she couldn't find a laptop a government laptop so they they the boss quickly accused her you've stolen the laptop so we, we are going to because there was government secrets on it we we, we are going to bring federal offenses federal uh, charges against you he i mean and she, she believes they, they they stole the laptop and to drive her out and then at the same so they were ch- threatening her to put her in prison for a couple of years and she's crying god i've been faithful i've never stolen from the government now this happens i can't find my laptop they are threatening of t- taking me uh, 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 they're threatening of, of putting me in jail and the lord said to her you know dr mouse and she he said reach out to him because she so she reached out to me. This was I'm going through. I said I was driving right here in Arizona. I said I said okay. I said I said, she called me on WhatsApp. I said I said okay. Put me put on speakerphone. I said I'm gonna issue a restraining order. You're not gonna go. You're gonna you're never gonna see it, the the inside of a of a prison because God knows you're innocent. And so we issued a restraining order. Then a week later she calls me. She shouted, Oh my God, God is amazing. That restraining order is incredible. I said what happened? He says I came to work. And I found. Some I found that the boss who hated me was was trying to force me to become corrupt so he could be stealing from the government. I'd actually been found uh, guilty of doing some things that were inappropriate, and the government decided to drive him out of the department. He lost his job, you know, and she's still working for the government. All the charges were dropped. You know, all be you know. So I tell Amen. you, th- there is so many testimonies coming from the nations as people are applying these divine restraining orders. How is Arizona reacting to your book? Oh, I tell you, I mean, we we we. Well, let, let me tell you something. Because we have so many churches here. I mean, I I, I can tell you, I do know there's some churches that are getting this book. Uh, there's a, actually a church called for a friend of mine called Prepare the Way that has just run with this revelation. They took the book and they're just running running with this. And, and then from the Sid Ross show, we we got some people from Arizona resp- reacting to a revelation. So I think that the book is um, um, having headwinds because the book is doing very very well on Amazon. That's how you can know. Uh, it's one of the best-selling. It's one. Of, it's in the top best-selling books, Christian books on Amazon right now as we speak. So that tells me that there's a lot of demand for the book, yeah, uh, uh, all over the United States. Doctor Miles, I know you are the senior pastor of Love Fest Church International in Tempe, Arizona. That's right. How is the congregation responding to your book? Oh, they love it. They love it. As a matter of fact, you know. Have you given a sermon about oh, it? Oh yes, yes. You know there was. Um, there was a time when I just when, when the book just came out, I was actually having a, 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 a prayer time, okay, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the Lord. I mean, I was watching a movie, so I don't pray. I was watching a movie, and as I'm watching this movie, I hear the Holy Spirit say, "Pause the movie and come into the court of heaven right now. Pause the movie and come into the court of heaven." 
So I paused the movie. I'm like, okay, this is this is weird. But yeah, but I paused the movie. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. And I went I, in my house. I have, a, I, have a, I have we have a room with my wife and I. We have a room we call the altar. It's just at Ketu the Lord. It's our secret meeting place with the Lord. It's a place where we pray. You know, which it just. I mean, I mean, this place is just anointed. It's the most anointed room in the entire house because this is where we cry and pray and fast everything. So I went there before the Lord. I began to cry before, and the Lord said to me. Coming to the court, as soon as I began to pray, I was in the court of heaven. And the Holy Spirit said to me, Francis, I want you to ask me, ask the Lord for a divine restraining order against premature death for any of your sons and daughters in your church in Arizona. You need to ask it now. There was an agency. I'm like, what? Ask me for a divine restraining order against premature death for any of your sons and daughters in the church. I said, okay, fine, Lord. I began to contend for a divine restraining order against premature death for my people in the church. So check this out. Two weeks later, I'm in California. I'm speaking at a church, and I get a phone call. It's one of our elders, frantic phone call, saying my associate pastor here in Arizona on I-101 has been involved in a serious car accident. They don't know if he's going to make it. She just was so terrified. She says, the, uh, says, the ambulance are, ru- are rushing to the air to the hospital. He says it was a five cup. It was he was hit by four cars. He says he ended up hitting into a wall and then his car caught fire. I mean, all the imagery were like, oh, what? So my heart is now palpitating i'm the lord should i go back to arizona should i cancel this meeting and fly this is one of my very faithful pastors and the lord said to me francis do you remember two weeks ago what did i do i said lord you told me to pause the movie and come into court and ask for a divine restraining order against premature death he says did you did you get it i said lord you told me i got it he said then why are you worried that restraining order was uh, the reason i ask you is because i saw the enemy was contending for some of your church members that's why I ask you to do that. Praise it says it's going to be fine. Do you know that this is amazing? That when, he's, when he, he hits, gets hit by three, four cars, he, he runs in the wall, he's, the car catches fire, he can't get out, he's going to be bent alive now, and all of, all of a sudden, two uniform, uh, uh, out, um, two off-duty police cops start uh i mean they force the doors open and they pull him out and a woman with a fire extinguisher start extinguishing the car that was burning but here is a miracle when the police or the, the when the police arrived and did the police report there was no mention of the two off-duty police cop and they could not find the woman who they extinguished the car they were all angels when you see the car, they said nobody should have survived the car. It was a wreck. Nobody oh. should have survived. But do you know, not only did my associate pastor survive, he had no broken bones. Praise no broken the bones. Lord. And, he, and he told me that while he was in the car, thinking he was going to die, he said what saved him is the Holy Spirit reminded him. He says, did not Dr. Miles tell you that he, that he asked for a divine restraining order against premature death? Yeah, I, I, and I said, when, so when, I, when I remember that, I, I said, I, I remember that, and I told the devil, devil, you're not going to kill me. My, my spiritual father, Dr. Francis Miles, asked the Lord for a divine restraining order against premature death. I'm part of his church. I cannot die today. He's still. And then, two, and then, and then three weeks later, then three weeks later, we had a situation where my, the administrator of my church, 
was okay was rushed was rushed to the hospital chandler uh one of banner chandler banner they went there her calcium was below two the doctor said it's not impossible he says because when your calcium goes by 2.5 you're already dead her calcium was below a two the reading was a below two the doctor says we've never in the history of banner hospital ever seen a reading of calcium below 2.5 because at 2.5 you're already dead she was below two and she was one of my administrators and she was breathing they it was they could not believe they i cannot believe it's impossible the doctor said, it's impossible where you? she was talking to him and then they work, you know, so they kept her over and gave all the fluids until she was back in the safe areas. But while she was on the bed, what the daughter said, it's impossible, you should be dead. The Holy Spirit reminded him, he said, the reason you are not dead is because Dr. Mouse asked for the divine restraining order against premature death. Because medically, he's right, you should have died, you should be dead. Your calcium, that's a dead, the calcium, 2.5 is the calcium of a dead person. Two point, never. In the history of Banner Hospital, they said, have they ever had a calcium at 202 and the person is still talking? And how interesting that the Holy Spirit told them that you prayed, that you interceded. Yes. It was a restraining order. Oh, my gosh. That's Hallelujah. So I'm Thank I just you, excited. Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Dr. Miles, where can people purchase your book? I tell you, you know what? Since your radio, you have an amazing radio show that goes all over the world. Let me say this. For the people across the nations, I mean, Amazon is the best place to get my book, Issuing Divine Restraining Orders by Dr. Francis Miles. But if you want an autographed copy and you live in the USA, you know, or maybe you live in areas like Australia where you can, or Europe where it's easy, you have got a nice postal service, then you can still come to my website, francismiles.com, and you can get an autographed copy of issuing restraining orders but otherwise for most people there's a king there's a kingdom version there's an ibooks those who are, who are, who are apple users you can get as an ebook on ibooks or kingdom uh on amazon or ibooks you can get it you can get it or but but i tell you or you can come to my website those who are in new us who would like to get an autographed book by the mouse go to francismouse.com and you can get your copy of issuing divine restraining orders from the courts of heaven Thank you so much, Dr. Miles, for coming to Faith City Outreach to share your life-changing book, Issuing Divine Restraining Orders from the Courts of Heaven, Restricting and Revoking the Plans of the Enemy. Hallelujah. May God continue to use, your, um, to use you worldwide and to spread the power of his gospel. Can you please end uh, the radio program in prayer, please? Father, I issue a divine restraining orders against premature death for anybody that's listening to this radio broadcast. I declare I don't care what's happening to you. The devil has been trying to take you out. I declare and decree right now that whether you're not going to you're not going to die before your appointed time, whether by disease or by accident, you are going to fulfill the number of your days. I declare this by the Spirit of God. I declare what David declared: I will live and not die, and declare the glory of the Lord and the and the glory of His works. I declare this over your life in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We will return next Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific Coast time with another special guest the Lord has brought to Faith City Outreach. Psalm 117. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Extol him, all you peoples, for great is his love toward us. 
and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Salmos 117. Alaban al Señor, naciones todas, pueblos todos, cántenle alabanzas. Grande es su amor por nosotros. La fielidad del Señor es eterna. Aleluya. Alabado sea el Señor. You have been listening to the Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria as she interviews Christian pastors and leaders to discuss scriptures and topics affecting the Christian community and to pray for the nations. If you need to contact Marina Maria, please email her at fcoprogram at gmail.com. The music used in this broadcast is provided courtesy of zapsplat.com. Until next time, Marina wants to remind you from Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.